Welcome to the podcast series for SID Directors Conference 2020. As part of our post-conference engagement with partners and attendees, these bite-sized podcasts aim to provide greater insights into key topics covered at the virtual conference in August. Stay tuned to hear more about how organizations can navigate through the complexities and unknowns in this pandemic situation to reassess business as usual. The speaker for this segment on risk and risk mitigation in a post-pandemic world is Mr. Irving Lowe of KPMG. Irving has been with KPMG for over 26 years, having worked in both the London and Singapore offices. As the co-head of Advisory Singapore and Indonesia, he is responsible for the advisory businesses and practices across management consulting and risk consulting. His key area of practice is in corporate governance, where he's also the KPMG APAC leader for board advisory services. He has undertaken numerous corporate governance reviews for both public and private organizations. A warm welcome, Irving. Thank you, Pauline. Um, greetings uh, to all of the SID members and SID listeners. Uh, indeed, a pleasure, Pauline, to be with you and the SID members and listening uh, listeners this afternoon. I'm very happy also to be able to share uh, my thoughts on some of these areas that we will be discussing on. Great. So let me start with my first question to you, Irving. There is this shifting risk agenda in this post-COVID world we live in. What are the shifts that have uh, surprised you the most? What are some of the biggest threats to companies' growth today? Pauline, thank you for that question. Um, it's definitely a, a question that is being ringing quite high in the boardrooms as well as the C-suites agenda in today's environment uh, during the COVID and post-COVID. Maybe to start off with, uh, Pauline, I'll cite uh, maybe a recent survey uh, that KPMG undertook. Uh, we call it the CEO survey. So we do this survey uh, globally each year. So we did the first survey where we interviewed 1,300 CEOs around the world, comprising of different sectors that cuts across different industries as well. Uh, we started the survey and we almost completed it in January this year. And that's when COVID hit. So interestingly, we then had to retake the survey because of COVID and we re-surveyed uh, close to about 300 CEOs uh, in the thick of COVID to ask them certain questions that would yield quite different answers. And one of that relates to your question, Pauline. So what we saw in this particular survey itself that got launched recently when it was completed was the fact that talent risk was number 11th in January. Came August, talent risk was number one. And we all know for a fact that with COVID situation, it's displaced how we work, where we work, and the way forward in which we were to work as well. Number two was supply chain risk. So supply chain risk was not absolutely at the top of the 
agenda in January, but in August, with what's happening on the lockdown and the restrictions, supply chain risk came at number two. Not surprisingly, with obviously some of the trade wars that's been happening even before COVID, the return to territorialism has also emerged as one of the top, not just risks, but threats as well. So it is quite an interesting shift that we have seen in such a short space of time that have altered our risk profile of the organizations, not just here in Singapore originally, but we see globally as well. So these are the top three key risks that we saw emerging out from the C-Suites dashboard, as well as the boards, which I think resonates quite well here in Singapore as well. Well, going on to board, in fact, uh, that was actually the next question that I had. Um, has the role of the board changed from this crisis? I mean, how, how will purpose-driven leadership help companies navigate their risks? I think the, um, the immediate short answer is no, uh, Polly. Um, if we look at the duties and the role of a board director, uh, it's always in the interest of the company as for our company's ad. Um, that has not changed. I suppose what has changed is the way boards and C-suites have looked at the situation during COVID, uh, during COVID <coughs> um, uh, era. Um, in the same survey as well, Pauline, it's interesting because, you know, 79% of the CEOs whom were surveyed has basically said they are peripheral and their focus has changed. And as part of that, what I gathered from the survey was that 39% of these 77, 78% of the CEOs whom we surveyed had COVID personally affected them either through their family, employees, or their stakeholders. And their thinking or line of thinking have altered quite dramatically. I wouldn't say it's an immediate change, but obviously with many cases, even up to today, that we see being recorded at frantic paces, including the number of fatalities, companies are asking themselves, what is their purpose in the business world? What is their purpose in the business community? I think in the past, perhaps there were a lot more purpose which were very focused on profit making. But now it's about what we do and how we do. How is that going to benefit the environment? How is it going to benefit the stakeholders? How is it going to benefit our employees? So the employee engagement that we've seen have increased quite dramatically as well. Boards are asking their management whether their people are safe. Boards are asking what they are doing today, come tomorrow. Is there a purpose in which they are serving in the community? So I think we have seen that the purpose-driven have altered quite significantly and quite quickly as well. So that not interest that that in effect uh, is an interesting, I suppose, survey. <clears throat> but in terms of our own. I suppose, sounding through the ground. It's about how can we help the community in times of crisis as well. The other interesting fact that have come through is that a large portion of the C-suites have seen the COVID help them develop a better framework to make decisions. They are making decisions that are not just for the short term, but they're also looking for the long term with respect to 
how do we firstly survive this crisis and how do we emerge stronger from this crisis as well. So this is where we see the key role and the purpose changing quite dramatically. And so naturally from this last point is a very good segue into my, um, you know, into this next question that I have for you, which is that, you know, businesses now must develop and execute recovery and post-recession strategies when uh, familiar metrics and uh, long-standing assumptions are no longer reliable. So how can board and business leaders build sufficient strategic foresight you know, to act when there is so much uncertainty? Okay, there's I surely no silver bullet to this, Pauline, but uh, <laughs> yes, I think companies will firstly, as I mentioned, I think first and foremost, they would survive. The fight for survival is the utmost of their agenda. I think secondly, a lot of companies are obviously re-looking at themselves and asking themselves whether they can survive the, the, the pandemic uh, during and after. Um, if you think about those organizations that deals with the public, if you have a lockdown situation, obviously the physical interaction and presence of your customers is no longer available to you. So we see a great pivot towards digitalization. Um, a lot of companies are obviously trying to look at how better they can engage their customers and their clients. And more importantly, a lot of them are looking, once they pass the stage of what we call fight for survival, uh, there are others that are sitting down, waiting and seeing what will happen. But as time drags past, I think we're getting to a situation where we're seeing companies say to themselves, let's not waste this crisis. So companies are starting to relook at the longevity of this crisis and really asking themselves how best they are able to ride off this crisis. So we're starting to see requests coming from clients. They're starting to ask help in terms of business remodeling. We're starting to see requests for what we call war gaming and scenario planning. So we're not going to see an absolute 180 degree shift for most companies from what they traditionally do to something which is totally different. Perhaps how they do it could be different or why they would change would be different. Um, there's definitely a lot more, I suppose, sandboxing of what we call proof of concepts. They are trying to get the proof of concepts faster to market um, because obviously time is of essence. So rapid business model redesigning is something that we've seen come up quite often as well. Uh, the last and, 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 and the last bit is obviously on dynamic, what we call stress testing. So they're trying to make sure that the survival is for the long term. And the other portion that we see uh, emerging is, I call it the rise of ESG. And this is on the sustainability bit. So a lot of boards, as I mentioned up front before, because their purpose-driven focus have changed, we see a lot of emphasis more now on the environment, social factors, as well as the governance factors, the ESG and sustainability. So we think that is to stay for good. Uh, the emphasis or the heightened emphasis on ESG will only get more and more intense. And the request in what I mentioned earlier with respect to war gaming, dynamic stress tests, even rapid business model redes redesign, 
have got an imputed element of ESG in there. Are we doing all the right things to ensure that our company survive? So that's basically where we are, Pauline. Do you have any last uh, words, um, you know, from uh, for for us, uh, the, the the listeners, uh, members of SID? Um, is there are there any pearls of wisdom that you can offer to us? Pauline, perhaps just from our own experience, um, we're starting to see boards uh, come out of their comfort zone with respect to their formal meetings. We are seeing boards to be more agile, more flexible, and more adaptive to the current situation. So I think we are seeing um, you know, both parties in terms of the board as well as the C-suite working better together. So that's it. Um, uh, thank you very much uh, again, uh, Irving. Um, and uh, we end this segment, uh, and I want to thank all our listeners uh, for uh, signing in, and we look forward to the next uh, podcast from SID. Thank you.